Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Oscar Bevis for IFL TV here in Bushy, a Bushy Country Club Jab Boxing Gym, joined by Brandon Lewis, mate. A pleasure to meet you for the first time and have you on IFL for the first time. Um, how are we today? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just finished training, been here for the last three hours and uh, putting in my work behind the scenes and uh, looking ready to get out. <laughs> yeah, ready to get out on December the 17th. All of that we will come to. Um, but seeing as it is your first time on IFL TV, I always like to do a bit of a get-to-know-your-story, your background and everything. So um, kind of a pretty simple question to start with. What was your first kind of core boxing memory, be it a fight you watched, you know, putting a pair of gloves on for the first time? I don't know. What was your first and earliest boxing memory? Earliest boxing memory has got to be probably watching uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Everyone loves a bit of Mike Tyson. Um, just the ferocity, the style, the animalistic kind of raw boxing mentality. Um, yeah, that was probably my earliest earliest memory. Yeah, I feel like there's something about Mike that you kind of can't not get gripped by. I guess from the way you're talking about him here, along with others, um, he was one of your kind of early inspirations and what led you to want to be a boxer then. Absolutely, absolutely. I've always been kind of um, captivated by his style and uh, the mentality behind it and the storyline that came along with him. Um, but then obviously you have people like the likes of Muhammad Ali, um, Lennox Lewis, who shares my surname. Um, so yeah, inspired by all these greats. And then uh, my all-time favorite boxer, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, he was just the most complete fighter. He was, he could do it all in fighting, long combinations. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad list you've kind of compiled there to, to kick this off. Um, in terms of yourself, when did you get into boxing? Was it a family thing? Brought down to the gym, go down to the gym with mates? Kind of, how did you fall into to start fighting yourself? I've always been in combat sports uh, from a young age. So I actually uh, started off doing a little bit of kickboxing. And um, from the age of seven, I fought as a kickboxer. And um, I knew that combat sports was for me. It just it just clicked. It was just like a duck out of water. It was just, just a straight. Um, my mum actually used to, to kickbox. Um, so I was, I was always in the gym. I was always around uh, my um, family friend, Kingsley Morgan, who was seven-time world champion kickboxer. Um, and that's what kind of introduced me into kick, uh, into the, the combat sports kind of thing. And then when I was uh, 24, so I actually started late. Um, I was feeling a bit unfulfilled in my life. 
Yeah, I mean, I was doing uh, modeling and uh, I was I was doing bits and pieces of business, working at a gym. And one of my um, one of my friends um, that I kind of grew up alongside of, Anthony Joshua from uh, Meriden Estate in Watford, um, we were doing a job in a in a, where was it Sunbeam Studios, a boss campaign, and um, it clicked to me then uh, when I was speaking to him. I was like, I need to do some boxing. I need to go back into something that I love. Let me try this boxing thing. He actually said, Let me, uh, why don't you try boxing? I went down to Finchley Amateur Boxing Club uh, probably a week after that, that job. I spoke to Sean Murphy. I was like, listen, I want to be a boxer. Like, fighting's for me. It's the one thing that really fulfills me and and I would do for free, you know? Um, as, as you could probably hear from a lot of other boxers. Um, so I spoke to Sean Murphy and he was like, all right, cool, we'll see, we'll see what you got. Um, and then the rest is history. I ended up boxing for Finchie Amateur Boxing Club as, a, as an amateur. And then I went over to Neesden for a season, learned a little bit of a different style and then COVID hit and uh, kind of forced me to, to make the decision to, to turn pro. So um, due to COVID, it was a, it was a kind of a, a blessing in disguise. It, it's kind of set my path and and uh, set me on the road for for the pros. Yeah, yeah quite a lot to unpack there. A, a really interesting story. You mentioned it was your mum that yeah. was kickboxing. Normally you get people saying, oh yeah, my dad took me down the I gym. Know. My dad was a boxing I fan. Know. So when you said my mum, I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, but yeah, we could use around your mum training and your mum competed uh, as yeah. a kickboxer yeah. as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She was a, a, a feisty one. Yeah. <laughs> she was behaving at home. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my my mum was mum and dad. She was she was serious. <laughs> um, but I love my mother. She's uh, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you were friends with Anthony Joshua prior to yeah. We grew up, yeah. We grew up in the same uh, area of Watford. Um, I'm a Watford boy. I was I was bred here, and um, yeah, we knew of each other growing up, and uh, we were always in local kind of vicinity of each other, um, and yeah. It, he was my one of my main inspirations, really. Um, he's the one that kind of gave me the light bulb moment to to actually take up boxing and go to Finchley, for example. Um, but yeah, yes, you must obviously enjoyed modelling too, have been doing it. But is it just kind of a different dopamine chase boxing, like uh, kind of a bit more of a rush then that made you go, "This is what I need to be doing." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, modelling's great, and I love it, and I'm grateful for. For the experience the lifestyle that's provided and and everything and um the people the people that you meet uh travel uh, traveling around the world the travel um i couldn't ask for more but there was always something that was kind of drawing me something missing uh, not that it wasn't fulfilling enough but um there was something missing from from like deep within and uh had to kind of reevaluate myself and and sit back and, and really think what I want for my life and uh, would I be okay with that with that hole that void um, and then I established it was it was combat sports yeah. um, or boxing and uh, yeah found the love of boxing and uh, we've been going ever since yeah. yeah in terms of the amateurs and kind of that process through I know you said it was COVID that kind of forced you to to make the move into the pros. Um, what did you think of the amateurs? Did you enjoy enjoy the circuit, enjoy the kind of regularity? Because I know a lot of fighters I speak to who turn over 
whether they've been forced to by COVID, which a lot have, mm. or not. They always say there's a point where perhaps you kind of turn after a couple of years and go, oh, the amateurs is draining me. Because it, it can be a bit of a, a cruel circuit, the amateurs as well. Absolutely. Um, I didn't have too many fights as an amateur, surprisingly. Um, I had 10 in total. Um, and I found it a bit... It was a bit hit and miss. So I think I, when I first started, it was Aiba that were running it. Um, and uh, we were under was it, um, England Boxing. And then uh, Finchley actually had pulled out of England Boxing and went into the Alliance. Uh, so I boxed in both uh, the England Boxing and the Alliance and then England Boxing again with um, uh, Neesden. Some totally different style, um, pro boxing to, to amateur boxing. I found that uh, my style personally kind of gravitated more towards the professional side of things. Um, the amateurs, um, as fun as it was, had some some decisions that are questionable. Um, I didn't yeah. want to say it directly, yeah, but when yeah, I said some I people know. after a while ago, yeah, it's kind of getting a bit draining for me. It was yeah. based on the fact that. I don't know if favouritism is the right word because I haven't been on the amateur circuit myself, yeah. but it was kind of decision related that tends to get people just almost like, yeah, I'm turning pro now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I was kind of trying to stray from, from saying that outright, but um, yeah, the decision making of some of the uh, some of the fights is a bit questionable, but um, hey-ho, it kind of lead, led us to this point and um, yeah, it's been positive ever since. Yeah, so you made your debut mid twenty twenty two, mid twenty twenty two ish. I made it. I made my debut twenty twenty. Yes, yes, yeah. And you made your debut in Watford. Um, talk to me about the debut experience. Obviously, you only get one, so you got to enjoy it. But obviously, there's still a job to do. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy to go and lose on his yeah, debut. Um, so talk to me about the the debut experience. Debut experience was amazing. Um, I felt no. surprisingly not. Yeah. It was more like a long time coming for me. Um, I'd been in the gym grafting away for for so many years to that to get to that that point. I was ready, and like it, I was at home. You know, what I, mean? I was in Watford. I was at my local leisure center. I was at um, Woodside Leisure Center, um, which they had kitted out and made into uh, the venue for my debut. Um, I had all of my Watford supporters there. Um, we did massive numbers. Um, the energy was electric. Um, my family were all there to support. It was it was a very good time for me. Um, my debut. I, there was there was not a lot of nerves. It was more it was more like a homecoming. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed that experience. I really enjoyed putting on a show for for my loved ones. And uh, yeah, may may it continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you had fight number two, which is the clip that I've seen on your Instagram. Fight number two was your first stoppage. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess kind of in that brutal way, perhaps in kind of the Mike Tyson animalistic way you spoke about yeah. earlier, <laughs> something about knowing that you can put a man mm. kind of to the point of, yeah, this is done. Mm. So I've never, I've never questioned or, or doubted my ability to, to be able to do, this, do that, um, to knock someone out. It's always what, what we kind of go for. I feel like there's a there's a little taboo in boxing where people say say 
uh, you shouldn't look for the knockout. But Senna said in F1, if you're not looking for the gap, then you're no longer a racing racing car driver. So I kind of adapted that and I kind of said, well, if you're not looking for the knockout, then you're no longer a real fighter. Like everyone's looking to end that fight as fast as possible and go home to your, your family, you know? Um, and I'd say that's what my style kind of replicates or embodies is um, I'm always looking for the knockout. If it presents itself, great. Obviously, I don't want to overexpose, but um, yeah, the embodiment is 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 looking looking for the knockout at all times. Um, that was a beautiful knockout. I I have to say, like, I looked it back after I was like, wow, <laughs> highlight reel. Thank you. Um, made it com continue. Like I got many more different shots that I can throw to to produce that outcome. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to showing the world what I can do. Um, been training here with Josh now at Jab in Bushy and uh, we've been honing some some skills, some techniques, some combinations. And uh, I think you guys are going to be really excited what we're going to put on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exciting if you're saying that's what you're about, knowing that the December 17th date's coming up. So yeah, me, I, I can't wait. I'm going to be there, and uh, it's definitely going to be be exciting. Um, so you had one more since, and then you started only recently down here with Josh. Um, when you change up a training team, what is it about the ones you move to that kind of makes you go, yeah, this is right? Is there something like a, a click on the pads or just even like a the friendship bond? What is it that makes you go, yeah, this is the, the right move for me? Because I'm sure you would have probably thought a lot about the decision, and it's a decision, obviously, for your career you want to get right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a it's a multitude of different things, loads of different variables for me. It's um, uh, the friendship, the the understanding of where you want to go, what you're about, um, ideology, what you're trying to achieve. Like um, stylistically, uh, does that coach um, complement you? Um, There's so many variables, there's so many variables, but, but with Josh, it just clicked. It was the, the friendship aspect we already had. Uh, we'd known each other for a while before. Uh, it wasn't, we wasn't dead close, but we had, we had that respect for each other to be in a pally kind of way. Um, I've seen the way he's, he's trained and, and treated other boxers as well. So that was all positive. And then, uh, uh, I sparred a couple of his boys, and I liked the the direction that he was he was taking them, and how he was adjusting to to me fighting his boxers in the ring. Um, so that gave me a bit more insight into to him and his mindset as a coach. And uh, yeah, I called him up, um, and I was just out of um, out of training, out of uh, out of a gym, and uh, he he said yeah he'd he'd look forward to taking me on. So. Uh, I grabbed that with both arms, with open arms, and uh, uh, and I took it and I run with it, and it's been great ever since. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I'm in positive spirits, and everyone knows a happy boxer is a dangerous boxer, um, and we've been working just like that. Yeah, yeah, mate, brilliant. Roll on the the seventeenth. Um, in terms of your goals, obviously, I know you'll have short term ones, long term ones. What is I guess your long term one for for the sport of boxing when you retire? What is the 
Is there one thing you wanted to have achieved, be it a belt, a venue you'd love to have ticked off, a country you'd have loved to have fought in, your bucket list stuff? What's your kind of Brandon Lewis hangs up the gloves list? Tick, tick, tick. What's your, what, what are your things? That's a difficult question. Because <laughs> boxing is unpredictable. Yeah, you never know. Like a, a, a cut can put you out for a few months, free kindred. Like, so I know, I suppose you never know, but what is your kind of, what would you want? Um, so I've always... I've always said to myself that one, it's not about the money and the belts are lovely, but it's not about the belts. For me, I got into this thing to be fulfilled. Like I love fighting in every capacity, whether it be, um, do you know I mean? From the kickboxing when I was younger to, to boxing, to anything that, I just love combat sports. So for me to be able to do this as a living, as a, as a source of income to feed my family, to, to put a roof over my head, I want to do that for as long as possible. Um, goals in the sport, I, I definitely want to win some titles. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, I'd love to win a British title. That is what I'm aiming for in the in the short term so if it for, if an english or a, a southern area title comes first then great if i can get all of them and and do the traditional route go southern area english and then up to british great british is my my big goal at the um at the moment and then from there i'll be looking at uh european and world um yeah, world title is my ultimate goal. I believe I can, I can um, compete on that stage. Yeah. Uh, I've got the tools, I have the mindset, and I, I believe that I've got what it takes to, to really um, thrive up there. So that's where I'm heading. That's where we're heading, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the journey, enjoying every day as it comes, and. Um, Dealing and adapting with every variable that the opponent has got to fight. Sports Social Podcast Network.